This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Desert Financial. More than ever, it's important to stay local, shop local, and eat local. You also help your community by choosing to bank local with Desert Financial Credit Union. Desert Financial offers personal and small business products and services in your neighborhood and gives back to the community by performing random acts of kindness. Partner with a credit union that believes in sharing success with you. Visit DesertFinancial.com to open an account today. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. This week, we are super excited to be here with Brandon Collins of iDrip Therapy. How's it going, Brandon? Good, good. I'm happy to be here. Happy well, to have you. Definitely, definitely. I was really excited when you guys reached out and wanted to bring me on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think that uh, a lot of people don't know about what uh, what we can offer, and I definitely love what you guys are doing, highlighting the, uh, the entrepreneurs, especially yeah. in the local area here. For sure. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's definitely going to be different than uh, than any other business we've we've interviewed before, so we're excited to get into that. Um, before we do, why don't you just take a couple of minutes and give us a quick background on your life? Okay. All right. Um, so I actually, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona, and uh, when I turned 18, um, I kind of dropped out of college and joined the military, and I stayed in the military for, uh, for eight years. I was in the Army. I was airborne the entire time uh-huh. uh, while I was in the Army. Um, you never actually only do the job that you sign up to do, so I had mm-hmm. plenty of jobs in the military. Uh, the one that I had signed up to do is I was in charge of making sure that uh, bombs and missiles went to where they were supposed to go and didn't go where they weren't supposed to go. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like an important, an important job. job. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we did that overseas in Afghanistan. Um, wow. you know, so surprisingly, um, I was able to actually do the job that I signed up for, um, overseas on deployment. Uh, most people, when they go on deployment, they're usually either some sort of support job or, uh, or they go straight up right. infantry and they're mm-hmm. kicking indoors. So it was really cool. I got to do my job. Um, Came back from that, and that was around year seven um, in the military. And uh, from there, they, they kicked me up to um, what, would, what I would call an air operations manager, where I was the one in charge of every single airborne operation that happened within my unit. Um, so pretty big shoes to fill, especially yeah. after just coming back. Um, it's normally a, I would say, like an E8 position, and I was only an E6 at the time. So I was one of the better jump masters in my unit, and I was able to uh, fulfill that uh, position for the last uh, year and a half of my career. Wow. Um, and then I got out, and uh, the first thing I did was I became a realtor, and I did that for about four months. Decided I didn't like it. Um, it wasn't because I failed at it. It was just because I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I, uh, I went and applied to be a district manager at a local nutrition shop. So I was managing that uh, that nutrition shop and then one of their satellite shops as well. And then from there, that's when I got into the, the big entrepreneurship thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I started a personal training and clothing line business. Um, the clothing line was mostly for uh, women. It was called Mighty Bunny Fitness. It's uh, Since then, it's gone out of business. Believe it or not, COVID kind of killed us because <laughs> uh, most of our business was, was done in gyms. Gotcha. Um, and then when the gyms closed down, income kind of stopped. Yeah. Um, so from there I was kind of on the hunt for something else that I could do. I knew Mm -hmm. that I didn't want to get a job again. 
Um, so I did a lot of thinking. My, uh, my wife and I were just kind of trying to figure out what to do. She had her own job, so we still had income coming in. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. got income from the VA coming in. Um, but I remembered that when we were in the military, we would go out and have a good time on the town. And I had friends that were medics. And when we would come back, um, they would give us an IV. And um, we felt like a million bucks the next day. It was like we didn't even go out and drink and have a good time or anything like that. And um, after kind of going down the rabbit hole, I found out that that was actually a business and that people put vitamins into that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of health benefits with it. Um, and that's that's kind of how eye drip therapy started. Cool. So. cool. No, that's cool. That's <laughs> cool. Uh, before we jump into eye drip, uh, first of all, thank you for your service. Yeah, uh, we appreciate uh, and honor you for your service to our country, and uh, uh, just really grateful uh, for that um, investment in our freedom that you did for all of us. So thank you. Absolutely appreciate, appreciate it. So you know, normally somebody's in the military for four years, and and that's a, a normal tour, right? Um, yeah, they don't get out after four. They generally stay in for a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the oddballs that got out at eight years. Right. So of... that's my question for you, right? <laughs> Obviously, you have an entrepreneurial mind, and uh, just from what you just shared, like you're always thinking, okay, what can I do? What can I do? Walk, walk us through um, that decision you made uh, to leave the military after eight years, because obviously. Uh, they saw a lot of leadership potential in you and promoting you uh, beyond what uh, your normal uh, position would, would entail. Uh, talk to us about that decision uh, to leave and, and come into the civilian world. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's see, that decision. Well, I got to say, I think that the most prestigious position that I had in the military was that air operations manager position. Now, the problem with that is that that position was also one of the things that made me not really want to be in the military anymore. Um, and it was because, you know, I was at the rank of E6 in the Army for those uh, people that were in the military that are listening to this. You know, I was a staff sergeant. And uh, the one thing I enjoyed the most was being with my soldiers, mm-hmm. doing the teaching, training, mentoring, that kind of thing. And as soon as I realized that that kind of uh, experience for me in my career was over, mm-hmm. I didn't really want to be in the military anymore. Um, I knew that my career progression from then on would have to be in what they called staff positions or like management positions where we're kind of stuck in a cubicle or a booth doing the logistical type of stuff for the battalion and for the, uh, for the units that we're in. And I, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. I, uh, I had most, most of my passion was actually teaching, training and mentoring soldiers. So, um, and then you know, I think I was just kind of burnt out as well. I was airborne for all eight years, so I've got over 65 jumps on record. Um, you know, so my body was pretty beat up as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure. I think, uh, you know, being, you know, when I got out, I think I had just turned, yeah, I was, I was almost 27 when I got mm-hmm. out. And um, having the knee, ankle, back, and hip problems of somebody who was twice my age, um, at the age of 27 was just kind of one of those eye openers as well, um, yeah. that, that solidified that decision. So <laughs> yeah. Talk to us a little bit about jumping out of a plane. You know, I, I've never done that. I know. I, I just jumped out of a plane for the first time a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> nice, nice. So what you probably did was way different than what I'm I did. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when, uh, you know, 
I want everyone to think that when we jump out of a plane, unless you're like special forces, it's not what you would think. It's mm-hmm. not like skydiving. We're not in the air doing that skydive thing and then pulling our parachute. Yeah. No. We actually jump out of a plane from about 1,500 feet. And our parachute is designed to get us to the ground as fast as possible without killing us. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't even work. So when we hit the ground, we're usually going at about 21 to 23 feet per second. And most of the wow. time, um, unless it's what we would call a Hollywood jump, which is kind of just a fun jump, one of those jumps that we do um, to keep our jump current because we have to jump a certain amount of times per year to stay current in the airborne world. Um most of the time we have about 80 pounds of gear on us and we're jumping into a field operation and it's, um, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock at night and we're doing it in the dark. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's raining or even if it's snowing because I was stationed up in Alaska for five years and they didn't care. They jumped right in the snow. So um, that was that was pretty fun. So if you can imagine um, a bunch, uh, about 60 people stuck into a uh, an airplane that was used in Vietnam, <laughs> it's like being like sardines in a can. Um, and by the time that door opens for us to jump out, we are more than ready to jump out because we've been in our gear for about four to five hours at that yeah. point. Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of what that's like. You know, it, it makes it worth it for those, like I said, those Hollywood jumps where it's nice and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it worth it when we get to jump out of a helicopter. I've jumped out of a Blackhawk. I've jumped out of a CH-47 um, Chinook. Um, I've even jumped out the back of a C-130. Um, most of the time you jump out the side of a C-130 right. or a C-17, but we got to jump out the back, and that was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any fear of heights? Um, or did you before? You kind of get over it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, especially when you can focus on something else. Like in Alaska, it was always so cool to jump because the the ocean was right there and then the mountains were right behind it. So wherever you looked, it was like a really cool view. Yeah. Um, in North Carolina, I mean, it was just... I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of people when they jump out of a plane, they're just so happy to get out of the plane that it doesn't really... <laughs> like heights don't really matter at that point. You know, I love the airborne world, but man, the four or five hours leading up to jumping out of the, uh, jumping out of the plane really sucked. <laughs> so... That's, That's cool. cool. That's um, cool. If we can, I just want to jump back even even before that because you mentioned that you dropped out of college to, to enter the military, right? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. You're fine. So, yeah. so at the time, were you going to college for anything in specific? Did you have something in mind? Did you previously plan on going into the Army or what, what was your mindset before? <laughs> so I was always destined to join the military. Um, I, from a very young age, I always loved anything that had to do with the army marine corps navy anything like that and when i was in college and um, a lot of people probably won't believe this but i was a recipient uh, for the nrotc scholarship which is a one hundred and fifty thousand dollars scholarship to join either the navy or the marine corps so at the time when i was in college i did a semester in college before i dropped out i was actually um in the marine corps training to be an officer in the marines um and my degree was mechanical engineering mm-hmm. um so that was that was a good time but uh you know i, I don't think college was for me yeah. i don't think i enjoyed it very much um I, I, I don't want to say i failed i didn't fail i just decided i didn't want to be in college or uh, or anything like that i just wanted to do the fun part of what i of what i was doing which was the military part mm-hmm. um and unfortunately the marines they didn't want to take me 
or they did want to take me, but they, the wait to get shipped out to basic training was like 13 months at the time. And at the time, I wasn't willing to put my life on hold for another 13 months. Yeah. Um, so I walked into the Army's office, and they, say, and they said they could get me out in three months. So I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm kind of a traitor here. I was a little bit brainwashed into the whole Marine Corps thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to join the Army anyway, and uh, that's how that all happened. <laughs> no, that's great. I love you. You've shared a couple stories so far that... Um really illustrate uh, the power of your intentions and you're not one to go through the motions and just do whatever or whatever other people want you to do like you you seem very thoughtful and very intentional about hey you know college I'm not failing but it's just not for me I'm gonna do this and then the army like I enjoy it I've been promoted but I'm not able to train people, so I'm going to move on. And I, I, I love that you've lived your life with such intention so far. Um, talk to us about um, a little bit more. You, you mentioned that you had this memory of being in the Army and the medics giving you the, the, the drip system. Um, any, anything else uh, in that process of, of what intention you had in, in starting this business? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, just to kind of give the uh, listeners another funny story here about uh, IV therapy and how I know that it works so yeah. well. Um, not only did we did my medic buddies give us an IV after a long night of uh, drinking um, extreme amounts of alcohol, but uh, there was this one time, and this is my very first time I was ever exposed to IV therapy, and it's kind of an embarrassing story. So um, <laughs> bear with me here. I was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was in the 82nd Airborne Division, and I woke up on Monday with the flu, just just this bad flu. I was hiking up all kinds of uh, mucus, and I felt like crap. I had a fever, everything. But my um, my sergeant at the time said that I better be at first formation. He doesn't care. And that we're doing this battalion run on Monday, <laughs> which is where the entire battalion, which is over a thousand people, mm-hmm. go on this run. And it's it's very it's supposed to build uh, camaraderie and stuff like that. Um, so I showed up and of course I fell out of the run, meaning I wasn't able to keep up with the, uh, with the very slow pace that they were running to all stay together <clears throat> because I had the flu. And I remember them coming uh, and picking me up with a pickup truck and uh, driving me back to what could be considered the equivalent of the nurse's office in a high school. Mm -hmm. Um, You call it the aid station. And um, (laughs) they were like, you have the fever, or you have a fever. We need to check your your core temperature to make sure we know the exact temperature so we can move forward. Well, in order to check your core temperature, they don't go through your mouth. They don't uh, stick a thermometer in your armpit or anything like that. They don't even use one of those cool little electric guns. They actually stick the thermometer up your butt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am, 19 years old. My first experience, or one of my first experiences in the uh, in the Army at my real unit after training is I'm um, getting a thermometer um, up my rectum so they can get a core temperature and they were like well you know you're we need to cool you down so here let's give you an iv (laughs) so they gave me an iv Um, they gave me about two liters of fluid and it was just saline solution um but it had uh had electrolytes mixed in it as well because i was severely dehydrated and um and then they sent me home for the rest of the day and the coolest thing about that is literally i'm not even kidding two hours later i felt like a million bucks like I didn't even feel like I was sick. In fact, I I was feeling so well that I actually went uh, I went to the gym the same day. Probably shouldn't have done that. 
but <laughs> um, you know that just for me having that memory it, it kind of solidified wanting to create or wanting to make this business in IV therapy because I know that it works so well for me and I know that it works very well for other people and I've got tons of reviews and uh, and feedback from customers um, you know basically saying the same thing that I that I you know confirming my uh, my beliefs about it um, that it that it really does help yeah. for a lot of different things can you dumb down IV therapy for us or for for listeners who've never heard of it like in, in the most simple terms like what is it what can it do who is it for absolutely okay so IV therapy in its most simple term is um, you get a needle in your arm um, and we use some of the smaller needles so hope that doesn't deter you away. Um, so you get a needle in your arm, and that allows us to put fluids inside of your arm directly into the vein. Um, now, when you're doing IV therapy, it's not just um, the fluid. It's not just saline solution. It's not saline solution mixed with electrolytes. We're actually putting vitamins into it as well. Um, and with my company, we put probably about the highest dose of vitamins that you're going to find, at least in this area, um, for the blends that we have. And what we know about that is that it bypasses the digestive system, so you get 100% absorption of those vitamins. Um, just to give you an example, we only really absorb about, if you were to take a pill, like a multivitamin or a pill uh -huh. of vitamin C, you're only going to absorb about 17 to 22%. Um, so when you pop 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C and it starts hurting your stomach, um, that's that's just because that it's um, hurting your stomach to digest it, and you're only only actually absorbing seventeen to twenty percent. Okay. So when we put five thousand milligrams of vitamin C into an IV, you're going to absorb every single milligram, and it's going to help you so much more. Um, so as far as the people that IV therapy is for, I would say that it's for anyone that cares um, about their health and wellness. And that could be anyone from athletes, that can be anyone that is going through some sort of sickness or virus, um, that can be anyone that ha even has cancer, um, can use IV therapy and see some promising results, um, or even the way that we used to use it in the military, which is to get over the symptoms of uh, a hangover yeah. from drinking too much alcohol. So anyone that cares about health and fitness, um, or health and wellness, I'm sorry, and uh, wants to improve their health and wellness in their own body, IV therapy is for you. That's great. A couple questions with that. So I, is, is this industry regulated, or do you have freedom and flexibility to kind of create your own cocktails, if you will, of what goes in the IV? Uh, can you adjust and manipulate? Do you personalize the IV depending on what the person needs, depending on what they're looking for? Talk to us a little bit about uh, the different kinds of uh, therapies that you can get. Okay, definitely. Um, well, your first question, is this industry regulated? Um, I think the correct answer to that is yes and no. Mm -hmm. um, just so you guys are aware, I work under the supervision of, a, of two medical directors who are both ER physicians. Every single thing that we do, every single patient or customer that we have is okayed and signed off by those um, ER physicians. And in fact, whenever we do an IV, their license is on the line. Um, wow. So we have to make sure that what we're doing is, um, is safe for the mm -hmm. customer. And what that means is using um, sterile equipment, taking all the proper protocols, making sure that the medications and the vitamins that we're using are not expired, making sure they've been stored correctly and everything else. 
Now, I personally don't administer the IVs. Um, I have a team of about 15 nurses and paramedics who, who administer the IVs. So if I personally was to administer an IV, that would be a violation of our protocol. Gotcha. Um, so in a sense, yes, we are a little bit regulated. But as far as big government regulation, no, we are not. Um, when it comes to blends, every single company has their own different blends. Um, and uh, the most popular blend out there, every company um, should have one, is the Myers Cocktail. It was a cocktail... Um, Apparently, it was developed by a guy named John Myers at the Hopkins uh, Hospital University, and he was experimenting with IV therapy and vitamins and other minerals um, to help his patients get over a sickness and disease faster. Um, now, everybody's going to have a different version of the Myers cocktail. No matter where you go, they're, they're either going to be missing one ingredient or adding another ingredient or doing different doses of the ingredients that are in it. Um, so... With us, we're the same way. We have our own Myers cocktail. It's unique, um, and it's the what we call the highest dose Myers cocktail in Arizona. Um, it doesn't matter where you go, even if you know. I'm not going to name companies that are in this area, but mm-hmm. they have stuff called Mega Myers or Super Myers, where they put extra doses of certain um, ingredients into it. And even their Mega Myers doesn't compare to our regular Myers cocktail. Um, so for us. You know, we're going to give you a huge, huge dose of vitamin C and a huge, huge uh, dose of glutathione. And glutathione is uh, a super antioxidant that your liver actually produces um, to remove toxins from the body. So when you give yourself a super high dose of that, you're really, really going in there and removing all of the free radicals, all of the toxins. It's really good for getting over any kind of sickness or disease or even just regular stress. It's just going to make you feel so much better because you're getting rid of the free radicals and the toxins in your body. Um... We have other blends as well, and every company has um, also has their other blends. You know, we have a blend that's called the Hangover Cure, which is specific to just hangovers um, and replacing the um, nutrients that your body loses when you're drinking a lot of alcohol. Um, we have a blend that is primarily geared towards athletes, and uh, that one's called the Energy Blend. And the cool thing about that one is that one actually has an ingredient in it that helps open up the blood vessels and allow for a better flow of oxygen and uh, blood throughout the body. Um, and then the last one that we had that we call as our signature IV, or that's one of our signature IVs, is called the Immune Booster. Um, and that one's very closely related to, the, to our Myers cocktail. It has almost the exact same ingredients, minus one. Um, the main difference is that the Myers cocktail, or our Myers cocktail, has B12 in it to give you energy. Um, and the immune booster that we offer does not have that B12. So you're getting all of the other benefits of the Myers cocktail without the, without the energy. Um, <clears throat> other things that, uh, that we offer that not a lot of um, other companies officer, offer is called NAD therapy. Now, I don't know how to say NAD in its non-acronym form, so I'm mm-hmm. not even going to try. It's one of those <laughs> like, words that's as long as the uh, whole line on the, on the sheet of paper. Um, but NAD has shown many, many promising results in being an antioxidant and being a cancer killer in helping with your skin, helping your overall wellness, and even repairing your DNA at the cellular level. So we offer NAD as well, and every single one of our customers that's ever gotten it has nothing but great things to say about it. So that's kind of an overview of what, uh, of what we offer the, uh, of what we offer in the form of IVs, other companies might offer different stuff. Um, I know that we also just started offering Toradol, which is a uh, 
uh, anti-inflammatory. So if anybody's having a migraine or just overall inflammation in their body, um, that's that's the kind of thing that we would put in that Myers in, in that uh, IV for them. Um, I know some other companies put Zofran, which is an anti-nausea medication. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that you can do with IV therapy. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're trying to cover all the bases, but right now I feel like we're pretty competitive with everybody else out there. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, interesting. that's good. Um, any, I, I really want to kind of shift to the business side of things. Any more questions about the actual IVs and the vitamins used before? But yeah. We one go one more, one more question with that. Um, typically, uh, with your clients that are coming in to get the Myers cocktail or the immune booster, are, are, are people, is your typical client coming in uh, like once a year? Are they coming in once a month? Like what what level of frequency is uh, your you know typical client? So I personally recommend once a month, uh-huh. um, but you can get it safely up to once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, our medical directors won't let us do any more than one IV once a week on the same person. Um, but I have a lot of customers who get it twice a month, and then we even have kind of a membership program where you get a discount on your IV if you're set up on auto payment for one IV per month. Um, so once a month is, is kind of the norm, unless it's something special like a hangover cure or like a special event uh, where you want the energy blend. Right. Um, so other than that, it's just once a month. So That's super interesting. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Um, kind of shifting to the business side of things. So you had your, your apparel line that kind of shut down mm-hmm. um, and then you just, I, I, a memory sparked or something about these, the, your experience with the IVs. What made you decide that you wanted to start another business right after you had something shut down rather than like uh, a work for, for a company that does something similar? Why did you still want to stay on the entrepreneurial route after having a business get shut down? You know, I think the best answer to that is because I was in the uh, in the army for eight years. <laughs> um, anyone that's ever been in the military knows that every single person that outranks you is your boss. And I think, like for me, example for example, I got incredibly tired of having bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and even working for that uh, nutrition company, um, I still had somebody that was my boss and I didn't really enjoy it because it just kind of gave me memories and flashbacks to just being told what to do even if I disagreed with it or if I thought that there was a different method that was um, smarter or better. Um, So I I definitely was not in the mindset to go back to working for someone even after that business shut down. I was kind of on the the search for a business that I... um, or a type of business that was COVID proof. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I think I found that business because everybody is really conscious about their health and wellness. Um, and then with some of the other products that we offer, um, you know, I don't think that any kind of pandemic is going to stop people from wanting to get this type of service. For sure. For sure. On the note of, of things you've learned from the military, obviously there's a ton of leadership and discipline, hard work that you learn. What are some traits or, or things you learned from your time in the Army that um, have, have transitioned and helped benefit you in the business world now? Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I think it just kind of, I think for me it's, it was mostly the soft skills, the management skills, especially mm-hmm. being in that uh, operations manager position. You know, most people that are in an operations manager position, even the civilian world, they have a master's degree, they've got years of experience in the industry i was just thrown into it like thrown to the wolves like they just kind of threw me in the deep end and said hey make it work um so for me those those kind of skills 
where you just don't stop until you figure out how to make it work, even if it's not the best way, but you can still make it work and then yeah. work on fine tuning it and refining it later. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I really took away from the military that's kind of helped me succeed in uh, business so far is even if it's not the most perfect way, even if you don't know the right answer, even just going for it and um, finding something that does work, even if it's not pretty, is a viable option until you can figure out what is the best way to do it. That's cool. I like that advice. Um, and, and now you mentioned that you, you're not the one that actually distributes the IVs. You have some nurses under you and you've got two, uh, two medical professors above you. Mm -hmm. So I guess, how does that work in terms of the business relationship? Do you have employees or are these like co contractors or what would you call it? I guess, in terms of, of your team, they are all contractors. Um, even the medical directors are contracted to me. They, uh, we have our own personal business agreement and mm -hmm. then the, uh, the nurses and the paramedics that work for me, they get paid per IV that they do or per, or per injection that they do for the injectable services that we offer. Um, and really all that they do is they work their full-time job. They let me know that they are when they are available, um, through our booking system and, whenever they're available, then somebody who's going to book an IV or book an injectable service will see that they're available and they can, uh, and they can get that service from that person. Um, the most of the, or some of the nurses and paramedics that I have have made over a thousand dollars a month just doing it part time. Wow. Um, and they, they're really grateful for that and they love it because, you know, <laughs> most of the nurses and medics I have, one of their favorite things to do is IVs and I'm giving them the opportunity to do that. <laughs> so, and where did you make those connections? How did you find these people to use? Is, is, is it just a group of nurses that you grabbed or do you like try to get to know them and, and know and choose specific people that are going to distribute the IVs? In the beginning, it was just an Indeed job ad. Um, but now that we've kind of been established for almost a year now, mm -hmm. uh, we're still a pretty young business, but we've been established for a little bit. Um, and the turnover rate um, isn't isn't that high either, which is good. But whenever I do need a new nurse or a new paramedic to come and work for me, um, I'll just reach out to who we already have and see if there's anyone available. Yeah. <laughs> they got a strong network. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, here in the here in Arizona in Phoenix, you know, there's a I have a lot of nurses and paramedics in the East Valley, and I've got a lot of them in the West Valley. So um, I kind of have everything covered as far as the. Uh, Maricopa County is, right, is right. considered. So if we ever need more help, it's it's really just as simple as asking one of the people that already uh, that are already on contract with me, and they're more than happy to refer me their friends. Right. So do you have a couple locations then? One in East Valley, one in West Valley, or? Um, you know, I was actually going to get to that. You talked about a location. We actually don't have a location. Mm -hmm. We are completely mobile. Uh, we're one of the few. I think yeah, we're one of two that are completely mobile in the entire county. Um, so we can't actually go anywhere. That doesn't mean that you can't go to a professional business um, location and get an IV. We'll do an IV anywhere. We've done an IV to, um, he was a, a top uh, financial executive for Ford over on, over on Bell in Glendale. And we did it at his office. <laughs> he was just typing on his computer getting an IV. So that was really cool. Um, but we also contract with some med spas, some chiropractic clinics um, to do IVs at their location as well. Um, so that's kind of our way of adding our services to those businesses hmm. without actually opening that business and being at that location. Yeah. 
No, that's a huge cost savings for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so if somebody's going to book a book an IV. You they determine where they want it, whether it's at their workplace or their personal residence or at a chiropractor's office or. Absolutely, absolutely, so. yep. And uh, the people that are currently customers of the med spas that we work with, they'll get a discount on our services. If they're customers of that chiropractor, they'll get a discount on our services. And uh, they're able to, to book that at that actual location and we'll be able to send someone out that way. In fact, I have um, some paramedics and some nurses that are designated to those locations so that the customer can only book when that uh, medic or, the, or when that nurse is available. So it makes it real... Uh, real easy for us to add on those locations without too much of a logistical hassle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, go ahead. No, yeah, no, it sounds like you've really streamlined your business to take out a lot of risk. You mentioned you wanted to have a business that was COVID proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have commercial real estate and you don't have people coming into your retail store, that's, that's a problem. If you're a gym owner and you don't have people come <laughs> to your gym, that's a problem. Uh, it sounds like you've really... Uh, taking away a lot of risks in terms of having your third-party contractors, not having a physical location that uh, really has um, kind of safety-proofed you. I would say so. That, uh, for me, the, the whole idea of everything that I've built this business around is how can I make it as easy as possible for the customer. Yeah. Um, and, and that has really kind of driven a lot of the decisions, you know, when it, even when it comes to just booking on the website, like how can I make this easier for the customer? Um, how can I make, um, getting our services, you know, I, I don't think the customer should have to leave and go somewhere if they don't want to, if they're not, especially in times like this, if they don't feel safe or comfortable leaving their house, well, mm-hmm. why not just have a medical professional come right to your door? Um, so that's, that's kind of how I made, uh, the structure of this business is, you know, what's the easiest for the customer. That's yeah. great. Do you feel like COVID has brought like more well awareness to people and more of a desire to to do something like this for their health? In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. This industry is so new; a lot of people don't even know that it exists. Th- that was my next question. <laughs> if it's something um, that people don't really know about yet. Yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, it's not like getting Botox. It's not like getting a tattoo where everybody knows that it exists and whenever they want it, they can just go find a place. Mm -hmm. Nobody even knows that you can get an IV, um, anywhere that's not an emergency room. Right. Um, and that's kind of the best thing is, you know, when we give somebody an IV, we're giving it to them filled with vitamins and a whole bunch of stuff that's going to make them feel great or feel better or cure whatever ailment that they have. Whereas if you go to the emergency room, they're probably just going to give you saline solution. Um, and then they're going to charge you about three times as much as we do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, I would say our biggest hurdle is educating people that this mm-hmm. exists. It's funny when I post on Facebooks, there's always people that will go on there and, and give their two cents about how they think this is so irresponsible and that it's unsafe. Um, a lot of them will actually question me directly on the, uh, on the post and say, Hey, are you even qualified to do this? And I always think it's funny because I get to reply to them and say, nope, but my, uh, my nurses and my paramedics are. And oh, and by the way, everything we do is overseen by two ER physicians, you know. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of been the biggest hurdle is yeah. just educating yeah. people about what we offer. Yeah. So do you kind of have to change the way that you either market or, or when you're posting, when you're talking to people? Because it's less about like with so many other businesses and the competition, it's, it's pick us over them like we do this they don't do this but for you it's it's more about like you said educating them and why they should even do this in the first place do you feel like you have to 
be really specific and intentional on the way that you, you speak to people and market to your customers? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Um, educating them is the number one thing. After that, most people I know are going to go and do their homework and see if they can find the best deal. Mm-hmm. And for me, the um, what I always do now... Um, when I'm telling people about what I do is like, is I tell them, Hey, you can go and shop somewhere else and you are going to find people doing this for cheaper than I am, but I can guarantee you're not going to get the service that we offer. Um, and you aren't going to get the dosage in the IV, um, that we offer as well. You know, some people they've come up to me and they said, well, I can get a Myers cocktail from, um, you know, this place over here for a hundred dollars less. And then I ask, I tell them, okay, well, go ask them what exactly is in that Myers cocktail and then come back to me. <laughs> and I've actually had some people come back and say, yeah, they offered, you know, their Myers cocktail was dosed way lower than yours. Mm. I think I'd rather just go with yours. So, um, so in a way, yeah, well, I have to be pretty intentional about it because um, there is competition out there. It's, it's not as competitive as being in like a, um, a real estate agent right, or, right. you know, in, in, a, in a construction industry or something yeah. like that though. That's interesting. So with your cocktails, do you assemble them yourself or do you have a company that assembles them for you? Um, so what we do is we actually buy the vitamins in bulk. Mm-hmm. So they come in 30 milliliter bottles, 30 milliliter vials that we have to keep in the fridge if they're temperature controlled. Um, almost all of them we have to keep away from light. But mm. um, my nurses and my medics know exactly what to put in each um, IV bag for each cocktail, for each blend. Um, so when we do a Myers cocktail, they have to bring all of their ingredients because they'll mix it right there in front of the customer. Great. Where did you come up with the, because you said that you'll you'll offer a higher dosage and more vitamins than some other companies. So was that you personally that you know came up with that that mixture and that chemistry a little bit yeah for me um, I'm always thinking about hey how can I do better than the person next to me mm-hmm. or th- than the other business and one of the first things I noticed was okay this company offers um, a little bit more of this ingredient this company offers a little bit more of this one okay so and then I went to my medical directors and asked them like hey what is the highest amount that we can offer and it turns out with vitamin C we aren't even close to the highest amount that you could offer to someone. Um, just to give you an example, you know, we put 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C in our Myers cocktail. Well, someone can safely receive up to 100,000 milligrams of vitamin C at one time through an IV. Hmm. Um, so we're well below that threshold, um, but the customer still gets all of the benefits of that vitamin C. And at that dose, I mean, it's just going to strengthen the immune system. It's going to improve your collagen and your skin. So it's going to make your skin more elastic and kind of more vibrant and glow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to vitamin, high dose vitamin C through an IV has even been shown to attack cancer cells. Um, so I do actually have a, cu- a couple of customers who have cancer and are using IV therapy in conjunction with their chemotherapy. And it's, uh, it's helping them get through it a lot better. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. 
Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. When you first got started, what did you do to initially find, find customers? How did people know that you were out there, that you existed? Um, first thing I did, so I think the first thing I did was I reached out to social media influencers in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, that helped a little bit. I ended up spending a lot more money than I made off that though, unfortunately. Um, and then after that, I went into, uh, med spas and chiropractic clinics to try to get, to add my services to what they offer, Uh but still make some money in the process off of their established market. Um, and then after that, um, something had to give and I ended up investing into a marketing company and Hmm. they did really well and they put us on the map. Um, they, we went from, uh, yeah, we went from doing about 3000 in sales a month to 7,000 in the next month. Wow. So they put us on the map, kind of got us known. We did, I poured a whole bunch of money into Facebook ads and, uh, you know, it was, if to those people out there that hate Facebook ads, just find someone that knows what they're doing yeah. and they'll actually work. <laughs> Cause I tried to do them myself and uh, without any type of training or anything like that. And it definitely did not work. It's just <laughs> wasting money on Facebook. Um, but if you find someone that knows what they're doing, Facebook ads and Instagram ads and stuff like that are more than worth it. For sure. Um, you know, one of my services <clears throat> costs, uh, costs about 800 bucks. Um, to do for uh, for the month and um, we started a campaign on that just in on Facebook and within a month and a half we had about five customers on that wow and I definitely didn't spend anywhere near the amount that I made on right it. right so it was great um, <clears throat> other stuff that I would recommend for people trying to get customers and stuff that we did um, was every single customer that you have um, treat them like they are the the best and most perfect customer you've ever had, you know, like, cause they are, um, kind of in a symbolic sense, they are trusting you with their well being, especially in IV therapy. And they're giving you money that they had to earn, that they had to spend hours of their time to make. Yeah. And if you treat them like they, you know, like they just gave you a gift, you know, a lot of times they start referring their friends and their families and stuff like that, you know, and if you provide a really good service, um, and you ask people to leave you reviews, um, they will most of the time they'll do that and it'll definitely help out your business as well um, and then I would say the last thing that I've done is, is I've gotten into doing press releases I actually uh, have published two articles to over 400 different news outlets really yeah so that's helped us out a lot because um, <clears throat> you can make them kind of keyword specific yeah so that Google when Google uh, sees content from a news article it ranks it a little bit higher with more weight than say content from a private blog or from a website yeah so um it's helped us to the point where if you search for myers cocktail in phoenix or myers cocktail in scottsdale which is one of the neighboring cities here um, we're going to be one of the first five people that shows up um, outside of the paid ads of course yeah so that's definitely helped us out a lot and uh, we're definitely going to continue to do that can you talk to us about how you were able to get those press releases? Like, what's the process of getting an article written and, and published like that? Um, so I actually had a couple friends that were in that type of publishing industry, gotcha. 
and they were the ones that kind of connected me with the news outlets um, and then news outlets are connected to everyone um, so from there it was just a matter of um, getting connected and connected and connected and it makes it so that when I publish one article everybody else publishes it as well so I can get published to 400 different news sites with the click of a button hmm. so it's it's not as complicated as you would think it just kind of takes knowing people mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I would say increase your network as much as you possibly can. Know as many people as you can because you never know when there's going to be that one person that says, hey, you know what? I can help you. You know, I can solve the problem that you're um, that you're having right now. So so it sounds like it, to, the answer to my question is it's just been a little bit of everything like networking, paid ads, referrals, getting to know people. Mm-hmm. It's just been a bit of everything that's helped you to, to get more customers over time. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. You know, try everything, put more energy into the stuff that works yeah. while it's working. Um, Cause I'll even say with paid ads, we got a lot of traffic from that. And then eventually that traffic kind of stopped. It, it okay. stopped growing. Yeah. Um, so we stopped pouring as much money into it yeah. because we were kind of maxing out the amount of traffic we were getting from it. Um, <clears throat> and we started putting our attention to other stuff, which, you know, like the press releases, we've even gone to farmer's markets and set up there and just to tell people about what we're doing and that's that's helped us out um, we've gotten some customers uh, up in North Scottsdale because of that um, but yeah a little bit of everything yeah and it sounds like you, you're not too afraid to take risks like you you probably put a good amount of money into that marketing company right first not knowing having no guarantee if you're gonna get anything out of that um, <laughs> is that something that you you've always been able to do to take risks like that um, to my to my own fault, yes. I'm a bit it's of like a risk taker. It's like jumping out of a C-130. <laughs> I was going to say, jumping out of the plane help you with know, that? It's like, you know what? I'll just kind of go for it. We'll see what happens. If not, as long as it doesn't kill me, I'm okay. <laughs> um, but I, I think, and I'm sure you know your listeners have seen tons and tons of memes and uh, posts and everything by all sorts of motivational accounts out there Mm -hmm. it's really like if you don't try the answer is always going to be no if you don't try you're never going to succeed so basically you want to fail as as much as you can because if you fail a thousand times you're probably going to succeed at least once (laughs) i like your chances there so (laughs) just it just it's just a race to see how how fast you can get to a thousand failures (laughs) that's the way i see it i like that that's a powerful mindset did you have any any role models that kind of helped you? Cause, cause it sounds like you, you knew what to do in terms of marketing. Like you, you went in all these different directions to grow your business. You were able to reach out to people, able to network. Did you have anyone that kind of helped you and give you advice along the way or any books that you read that, that gave you this knowledge and helped you get on a, off to a good start? <laughs> um, yeah, growing up, I didn't have very many role models that were of an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. mindset. Um, I had some remote, like my wrestling coach, for example, wasn't the best coach in the world, but he definitely <laughs> made me work my ass off and kind of appreciate um, the uh, the meaning of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of instilled in me there. And then, of course, being in the military, not a lot of people in the military or have an entrepreneurial uh, mindset as well, but they do got a, lo- a lot of leadership experience yeah. and very good morals and values there. So... I would say some of my uh, some of my leaders um, definitely helped me um, in that regard, um, and then <clears throat> as far as books and everything that I've read or other role models that I've never actually met, I know for a while <laughs> I was uh, following Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. um, and I used to listen to his podcast religiously. 
Um, but recently I haven't uh, really had time to listen to his podcast. So I've kind of fell out of the loop there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know he's definitely, he definitely helped me out a lot. (laughs) Um, and, and just kind of my mindset and that's kind of been the biggest thing is the mindset. Cause you know, he's one of those people as well who, who will say, okay, well you're in your twenties, just go for it. See what happens. You know, if worse comes to worse, you can always go back and get a job. (laughs) So that's kind of really helped my mindset there. Um, books that I've read, you know, I, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, uh, the Obstacle is the Way is yep. another big That's one. That's a great book. Um, I'm sure there was more out there that I've definitely read over my career, but you know, a combination of all of that has kind of has made it so that I don't really ever want to work for someone, and I'm going to work my butt off until I don't have to work anymore yeah. for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if I could recommend any book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People has helped me probably the most hmm. out of all of it. Um, and then just finding someone or something that, in, that motivates you to get up out of bed and do the exact same thing you were doing yesterday um, to get one tiny step forward with yeah. your, uh, one more tiny step forward with your business um, is what I would recommend. Awesome. <laughs> and this business provides that motivation for you? Um. I would say it does because I know that I'm helping people and that to me feels really good. You know, when you get a message from somebody and they say, hey, you know, that treatment that you gave me um, helped me get out of bed this morning or that treatment that you gave me made it so that I don't feel pain in my uh, in my body anymore. Um, yeah. I'm talking about the NAD therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, one lady uh, sent me a message, you know, she was almost in tears um, because she was able to get up and go jogging for the first time in five years after that treatment. So that's really rewarding for me. Um, and then another thing that's super rewarding is, is just kind of, um, and this is where I relate to Gary Vaynerchuk, is I really, really just like the drive. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I like the process. When, yeah. I, you know, when, we did a, about, when we did about 20 grand last month, I wasn't really stoked about the 20 grand. I was stoked that I was on the phone and I was making sales and I was um, helping people and I was getting the reviews and everything else, that kind of stuff was, was motivating me. Seeing the number in the bank account didn't really matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He talks a lot about the journey and enjoying the journey because then it kind of guarantees that happiness. Cause if all you're thinking about is this one goal, maybe mm-hmm. you don't make it and then you don't get the happiness or you make it and you're like, then now what? But if you're focused on, you know, just enjoying the journey, then you kind of guarantee that the happiness of the process. Yeah, if I can go to bed at night just knowing that I worked my butt off during the day, yeah, that uh, I, I sleep well. I sleep very good <laughs> if uh, if I've had a good day like that. Yeah, love it. So. What do you kind of get up to on the daily on a daily basis for the business? Since you're not the one that's actually injecting the IV, so what what's kind of like a day in the life of of Brandon for iDrip? <laughs> okay, so I usually get up around six thirty. Um, I don't get up as early as I used to when I was in the military, but it's still pretty early. At least yeah, 6.30 is probably sleeping in for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So get up at 6.30. Here in the winter in Arizona, the, the sun's not up yet, so that's kind of cool. Um, but once I'm out of bed, ready to go, I've had my coffee, most of the time I either go onto my phone or I go onto the actual computer and I will start replying to emails that I've had from the day before because I usually... T- uh, turn off my my phone or, or stop uh, doing business around 8:30. You know, I'll just put it away. It's a good habit. Just, yeah, so that I can zone out and actually kind of decompress for a little bit with uh, with my wife and everything like that. Um, but so I'm 
most of the time I'll have to respond to emails and then from there it's okay so what can I do um, to help my business today I kind of ask that question you know what can I do today what can I spend an hour on before I go to the gym um, so today for example I spent about an hour and a half doing graphic design and uh, creating all of the graphics that we're gonna use for our promotion for New Year's um, just knock that out in one go and I've already designed the marketing for it and what, how we're going to use Facebook ads and everything else. Um, other days, <clears throat> instead of doing graphic design, I'll say, okay, well, you know, what are the groups that I'm going to post to on Facebook today to try to uh, build some organic traffic to my website, to build organic traffic to my business? Um, so I'll outline what groups that I'm going to uh, post in and then I'll set a schedule or, or an event in my phone uh, saying, hey, you need to schedule at this time. You know, because you don't just want to go and schedule something at 6.30 in the morning and, and post it um, because nobody will see it. Right. You know, so for me, I'll, I'll post <clears throat> at different times throughout the uh, throughout the week. You know, I might post at 2.30 in the afternoon or I might post at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or, or even around 8 or 9 in the morning after everybody's gotten to work and they pulled their phones out yeah. to get on Facebook. Um, that's when I'll start posting or that's when I'll schedule it. Um, other stuff that... Uh, that I might do before I go to the gym. I usually go to the gym at like 10 o'clock, um, 10, 11 o'clock. So from that 6.30 to 10 is usually when I'm working, um, or at least in the morning. Um, so, I mean, other stuff that I'll do, let me think here. Um, yeah, most of the time it's just reaching out to people and talking to people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can remember days where literally I, I spent the entire morning and I didn't even get a good workout because I was still responding to people and talking to people about what we're doing. Because um, like I said, it's more or less just um, educating people yeah. on what IV therapy is and, and how it works and what we offer and everything else. So I just spend a lot of time talking to people. <laughs> and then uh, when I come back from the gym, that's kind of when I... Uh, I start thinking about the logistics of the business. You know, I, I start asking my nurses and my paramedics, hey, do you need more supplies here? Do you need more vitamins from this one? You know, what can I do um, to logistically for you? Um, so in the afternoon, that's usually when I do my, uh, um, my purchasing for supplies, my purchasing for medications, and then even taking the supplies and the medications to the nurses and paramedics as well. Um, most of the time they don't come to me. Most of the time I, I come to them. I try to make it as easy for, for them as possible as well. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty much, pretty much my day. Um, it's not, it's not super crazy. It's just work. I like, it. I like the kind of the behind the scenes look because so many people think of owning a business as just, you know, providing the service or being that technician and not having a boss, but there's so much like business and logistics that you, you shared that you talked about that go into running a business, whether mm -hmm. you're doing you know, providing the actual service or not. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, I just wanted to talk about one thing that you mentioned. Um, you're able to turn your phone off at 8.30 every night, which is something, obviously there's some business or business owners that they can't either afford it or they have to be able to, to communicate late at night. Um, but I think there's a lot of business owners that they could do that, but they don't. And I, I feel like me personally, I would just be too stressed if someone needs to get a hold of me or something. But how are you able to, to just kind of completely shut off and, and focus on like your wife, like you said, and, and be able to, to shut off that business side? Um, I think, so I don't actually shut the phone off. Right, but... Um, but I turn the business part yeah, of me off. Yeah, you know? yeah. If I get a message that's business related, I'm like, nah, I'm not even answering. Mm -hmm. If I get an email, I'm just like, whatever, we're waiting until tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but 
I think the way the reason I do that and why I feel so strongly that you need to do that is, um, you know, sleep for me has always been something that's been difficult. And I notice that if I'm on my phone um, and stressing myself out with business um, until 1030 at night, I don't sleep very well. Yeah. Um, and it makes it really hard to get up at 630 in the morning and do it all again. Um, so 830, 9 o'clock, that's usually when I say, OK, you know what, we're done. Um, I'm going to go out and, uh, you know, eat dinner with my wife and uh, and kind of uh, work that relationship as well. Because being in any kind of relationship, whether it's a business relationship, a personal relationship, or whatever, you still need to work on it. You know, we can't just live with each other and like that's it. We should probably should still um, do stuff to make our relationship stronger. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's really what I try to focus on in the evening is um, is that relationship with her. Um, and then I think another reason or another reason that gives me the motivation to turn it off is just because I'm I'm tired of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it gets, I don't know about you guys, but it gets exhausting. Um, so I, I kind of have to allow myself to decompress. Otherwise, I'm not going to be very sharp the next day. Yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? Do you feel the same way? I mean. <laughs> no, yeah. I totally think it's so important uh, to decompress and and avoid burnout. So whether that's like taking a few hours each day to do something or like working really hard and then taking a day or two off, I think it's so important for me personally to, to have time because I'll, I'll get like overwhelmed with business and I'll, I'll tend to burn out here and there. So it's really important for me to, to, to find things that I know that I love to do and focus on relationships and yeah, just step away from business, whether it's for a couple hours at night or, or take a day if, if I'm able to do that and just, you know, enjoy myself. And that way I'm, I'm energized and ready to go and it's time to get back to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I think I feel the same way. And, you know, some of the stuff that you said kind of reminded me and, and kind of made me think of how to actually put this into words. Um, but for me, I find that working extremely hard on my business for hours at a time, a couple hours, and then taking a couple hours break and then working extremely hard for yeah. another couple hours. I think that that works way better than just being in front of the computer all day long for sure, trying to do it. So like, just thinking to myself, it's like, yeah, I get up at six thirty, and then I go to the gym at ten, right? And then I'm not. I'm usually by the time I'm back to my desk and ready to work, it's been two hours, so it's noon, and then I work until probably four or five. I take about an hour to eat um, and decompress a little bit from that, and then I go again until eight thirty, and then that's when I shut it off for the night. But I mean, I couldn't even imagine working from 6.30 to 8.30 at night just non-freaking-stop. You know, I highly recommend to anybody, if you're not in the gym or doing something that's physically active, that you get on that. Because, you know, I notice the difference when I uh, on the days that I don't go to the gym um, on kind of just how I'm feeling in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, just a 100%. lot more burnout in the afternoon, even, in, even though I didn't go to the gym, which kind of doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, and... Uh, Another thing that I would say is listen to your gut. If you're feeling burnt out and you need to take a day and it's a Tuesday, just take a day. It's fine. <laughs> or put minimal effort towards it. If something absolutely needs your attention, right, then go right. for it. But, you know, it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with taking a day because as a business owner, I can't, I mean, I don't know what weekends are. Somebody asked me what day of the week it is. I have to look at my phone to check, <laughs> you know, like, um, so that's, that's what I would recommend to the people that are listening to this. If you need to take a day, listen to yourself and take a day. Yeah. 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 That's good advice. Like a buddy of mine, he always recommends a planned burnout. Like don't wait to get burned out, plan a burnout, take a Tuesday and, and go to the movies and, and just, you know, decompress, recharge, mm -hmm. take a day for yourself. That's good advice. 
And it's one of the awesome benefits of, of being a business owner is that you have the flexibility to, you know, take a couple hours in your day or take a Tuesday off and, and you're the boss, so you get to kind of <laughs> call those shots, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I do like that uh, um, that aspect about being a business owner. Um, you know, nobody can tell you what to do. You can take as many days off as you want. Of course, business is going to suffer if you take too many days off. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, I work more in this business than I ever did in the military, and I worked a lot in the military. Um, so that is definitely saying something. The difference is, is that I thoroughly enjoy it, and I thoroughly enjoy what I do. There are some things that are, that are kind of um, monotonous, but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just work. Um, just to give give you guys a little bit. Uh, more info about me is I'm also a bodybuilder. I'm training for a bodybuilding competition oh, wow. in April. Um, and one of my idols, he's actually about my same height. I'm only about five foot five, but he's a, you know, he was a Mr. Olympia, you know, so that shows that you can still be, you can be short and still win a Mr. Olympia. Um, his name's Seth Ferrosi and his biggest thing, cause he has his own business as well is, you know, there's nothing bad about your day. It's just work. You just got it. There's, you don't have problems. You just have work to do. And, the more I think about that in my mind, the easier it is to do uh, the things in my business that I don't enjoy doing, you know, because I don't have problems. Those things aren't my problems. They just work, and I just got to work through it. It's hmm. so. a really interesting mindset. I think, yeah, listen to that part over again if you didn't totally hear that, because that's a really beneficial way to, to think about problems in quotation. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, just work. Well, Brandon, we're uh, we're coming up on an hour here. I wish we had a bit more time. Um, I do want to ask before we close up, though, what are the plans moving forward for eye drip therapy? What where do you see yourself in five, ten years from now? Five, ten years from now. So, um, our first plan that we are doing is we are opening up a location um, in Chicago, Illinois. Um, hmm. The reason being is because my medical directors, those two ER physicians, uh, they live in Illinois. They live in Chicago, uh, the Chicago-Milwaukee area. And they really like the lessons that we've learned and the progress that we've made in Arizona in just six to seven months. Yeah. And they, <clears throat> now that we kind of have those lessons learned, they feel that we can open up in Chicago and be successful a lot sooner with that, see the return on investment a lot sooner. Um from there, my goal in five to 10 years is to be in almost every major city. Um, I want to make IV therapy and eye drip therapy kind of a household name. You know, where, when somebody thinks about like, oh, I need, you know, something for pain, I think of Advil. Well, I want people to think, okay, I need to improve my health and wellness. I need to go to the gym and I need to get IV therapy once a month. Um, the same way people think about massage therapists. Everybody yeah. knows what a massage therapist does. Everybody um, knows generally what some of the benefits are. Nobody knows about that kind of thing for IV therapy, and I want to change that because mm. I think that um, we can definitely make a huge difference in health and wellness in general um, with uh, with IV therapy. Um, now, as far as actual like business goals in ten years, <clears throat> you know, I don't know if I want to be doing this forever. Um, you know, I'd love to build this business to the point where I could eventually sell it. Um, but that the number and the impact that I want to make before that happens is really high. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even think that's on the radar yet. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of big plans for the future, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. You know, I'm almost 29 years old, but I'm super excited for 40. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll be sure to have you on before you sell the business just to see where, uh, where you're at and, and how it's doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys for inviting me out here. I've definitely had a good time. Yeah, we um, love getting to know you. 
Yeah, you guys, you guys too. Before we close up, we have a, a quick game we're going to play with you, though. Okay. Um, so how it's going to work is we've got a list of 20 questions to ask you, and you have 60 seconds to answer as many as you can. So kind of rapid fire, um, just questions about things you like, your hobbies, opinions, stuff like that. This sounds fun. Okay, <laughs> I'm down. So I'll, uh, I'll pull up our timer here. Cool. Do you want to start us off yep. in three, two, one? Your dream vacation. Uh, Hawaii. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you win a million dollars? A wheelchair accessible vehicle for my wife. Your favorite hobby? Uh, bodybuilding. Uh, if there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Uh, scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> a song you've been jamming to lately. Um, it's actually called The Attack of the Dead Men by Sabaton. <laughs> if you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Uh, the mind. Favorite holiday? Um, Halloween. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, what is that thing called? Um, it's cookie dough. Favorite fictional character? Uh, that's a big one. Uh, what is my favorite fictional character? Um, can, can I get a pass? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> favorite smell? Favorite smell? Uh, steak. What's your nickname? Uh, my nickname, people usually just call me B sometimes. Pet peeve. Pet peeve, slow drivers. Ooh, there we go. Time. Not bad, not bad. We got uh, 11. We got 11? Oh, I'm curious. <laughs> now they have some time to think. Any fictional character that comes to mind? Uh, fictional character. Um, favorite fictional character. Um, John Wick. <laughs> That's okay. the first one that came to mind. So I'll go with it. I love it. I was thinking Captain America for you. Captain America. <laughs> you know, I I did think of uh, of some of the guys from Marvel. You know, they they are such good role models. Um, Captain America. I, I would probably go more for Iron Man than Captain yeah. America. <laughs> so, awesome. all right. You mentioned a wheelchair for your wife. Uh, tell me about that. Um, so it's not for her. She's not in a wheelchair. Um, she's actually a total badass. Um, she does Spartan races. She's got a wall of medals. She's moved on from doing Spartan races, and now she does the endurance events, which are anywhere from four hours to 24 hours long. In fact, that's how we're spending our New Year's. She's going and doing a 24-hour Spartan event. Wow. Um, she does that because she has a... Um, a son, he's 17 years old, he's autistic, and he's quadriplegic. He has a muscular dystrophy disorder. And um, he is unable to move his arms, his legs, um, and his back is fused. He's got rods in his back, so he can't even bend his back. He's wheelchair-bound and everything else. Um, so we've been looking at getting a wheelchair-accessible vehicle um, just to make things easier for yeah. um, her and her son. So if I won a million dollars, yeah, that'd be the first thing I did. <laughs> That's great. It's awesome. Love the mindset there. Um, why don't you tell us where people can find you if they're interested in, in learning more about uh, IV therapy or, or want to schedule? Book, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find iDrip therapy is just to go to iDripTherapy.com. It's just like iPhone except iDripTherapy.com. Um, if you want a book, there's a big green book now button right on the home page. Can't right when it. you see it. Um, can't miss it. So you click that, you create an account, it's going to ask you some basic medical intake forms to just uh, make sure that it's safe to give you an IV and that uh, you aren't going to get hurt by what we're doing. Yeah. And then as long as all that checks out, you'll be able to book your appointment with one of our nurses whenever they're available. And the availability that you see is the availability that you get. So if 
Misty is available on a Tuesday at 7 p.m., then Misty is available on Tuesday at 7 p.m. There's no asking for permission. That's what she's available for. Um, other places you can find us, um, Facebook is iDrip Therapy. Instagram handle, same thing, iDrip Therapy, all one word, no dashes or anything like that. Um, it's pretty pretty good. We've been able to really take the um, the term iDrip Therapy. There's not really any competition for it. Right, so right. if you search for iDrip Therapy, you're going to find us. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, well, thanks again for, for coming on, for educating us yeah. um, and sharing all that advice you shared with us. I'm sure... Uh, it's a good one for our listeners to hear. So thanks again. Yeah, it's been great having you, Brandon. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll catch you next week. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.